to the river Brothers and sisters Won't you come and be healed Oh, come and be healed We believe in the kingdom come We believe in the risen sun You bring our hearts to life Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy. You bring our hearts to life. Yes, you bring our hearts to life. We are alive. We are alive. Oh, see. The love of a father drawing us through. And oh, see the salvation coming. Jesus, our Savior, the light of the world. You're the light of the world. We believe in the kingdom come. In the risen sun, you bring our hearts to life. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy. You bring our hearts to life. Yes, you bring our hearts to life. We are alive. the people sing the glory of your name. Let revival come, let the people sing the glory of your name. Let revival come, let the people sing it. Glory of your name. Let revival come. Let the people sing it. The glory of your name. The glory of your name. We believe in the kingdom come. We believe in the risen sun. You bring. Our hearts to life. Yeah. Lord, we come with our hands up high. We believe you will satisfy. You bring our hearts to life. Yes, you bring our hearts to life. We are alive. We are alive. Let revival come and let the people sing it. The glory of your name. Let revival come. 
let the people sing yeah, the glory of your name. Let revival come, let the people sing yeah, the glory of your name. Let revival come, let the people sing yeah. The glory of your name. Let revival come. Let the people sing. That's you. The glory of your name. Let revival come. Let the people sing. Yeah. The glory of your name. The glory of your name.
our prayer this morning, that every part of us, uh, just that we can uh, hand over to you, uh, our, our relationships throughout the day, God, uh, what we're bringing in here this morning, um, just that we make it all yours, uh, that you can turn it around into, uh, into beauty and into glory for you. We love you, and we just are so very thankful just for this time each, each week, um, just to sit back and to reflect on on your love and on your power and on your grace. 
We love you, God. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Check, one, two. Okay, where are my kids? I haven't seen you guys in a while. Come on down, come on down. Can somebody tell me what happens this week? Where do we go this week for the most of us? School, it's back to school. No, it's not prison. I am so excited to be going back to school. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you got to bring those shoes down. Okay, so... We're going, let's go, let's all get in close, get in close. Cause you know, you know, Mr. Todd, he brings treats. So are you guys ready to go back to school? I know as parents, we're ready to go back to school. Are y'all ready to go back to school? Not really. Did y'all have a good summer? What was your favorite part this summer? Moving. That would, that would be a big summer. That was your favorite part. Moving. We're glad. So you're new. That's great. That's great. Well, listen, for those of you that are going back to school, and I bet you've gone and done some shopping. Have you got that back-to-school outfit for that first day? Some of you? You always want to make that first impression? I want you all to do us a favor. We're going to do a lot this week. We're going to do blessings of your book bags. I still got my tag from last year. What about you guys? All right. Okay. Okay. Mine, your fell apart. Well, I think there's some new ones there. But I want you guys to do me a favor. You know, we've talked. I hadn't been with you all in a while, but we talked earlier this summer about being fishers of men and representing St. Matthew's. I want our St. Matthew's kids, because you guys are our family, I want you all to make it your best year yet. Whether it's the first grade or second grade, what grade are you going into? Eighth grade. You had to think for a second, right? You're supposed to know that. What grade are you going in? I know I should know that. I want to test you. Okay. Do me a favor, though. Do me a favor as St. Matthew's kids. I want when you get to that first day of school or that first week, what if somebody doesn't remember exactly what they learned last year and that first kid stutters a little bit? Has it ever happened to you? And Maybe somebody giggled a little bit. They don't have chalkboards anymore. What if the teacher calls on you and you hesitate and somebody kind of snickers a little bit? My kids at St. Matthew's, we're not going to do that this year, okay? We're not going to judge other people. Because you guys are fishermen of men. Y'all are salty. We've been reading in Bowen's third grade class about in Timothy, you guys have the power even at this age. Now, I've got a little bit of surprise. You saw I wore my, my top half that's like really want to put my best foot forward. What if you think I wore this to school that first day? What do you think they would say? They'd laugh, look kind of goofy. Okay, well, what if I take my jacket off? How about that? Is that better? Huh? The tie. It's the tie. I'll take the tie off. That's what gets us the tie. Now, how about that? Is that not better? Oh, it's just tucked in. Now, how about that? Am I cool or what? Okay, yeah. Okay. Don't like it? 
Don't look good? Okay. Do me a favor. Kids at St. Matthew's, we're not going to judge others. And one of the sayings that I grew up with, you don't judge a book by its cover. You would have never known that this was my best Sunday shirt until I took my jacket off. Okay? Think about that before you speak. Do me a favor that first day of nursery school, kindergarten, eighth grade. Find one person to say, hey, did you have a good summer? I like your outfit. Don't say, hey, you wore that the last day of school. Don't say that. Okay? Let's have some fun. It's going to be the best year yet. Okay. With that closing, I'll pass out participation. You know, Sister Kim used to kind of get on to me about dum-dums and smarties. So I changed this year. I brought smarties, but we're not going to label for those if you want a smarty. So we didn't bring the suckers. So I brought airheads. That's better, right? Not a label. Not a label. All right, let's pray. Let's pray, guys. Let's all pray. When you go to leave, you can get you a snack. But let's turn our eyes toward God, okay? Yeah, let's pray. God, thank you this morning for the kids of St. Matthew's. God, thank you for the families they represent. They are all families that recognize you as our Lord of Lords and King of Kings. God, we love you so much. I ask your blessings on each and every one of the children represented here today. And for those that are not here, God, we say a blessing for them as well. These kids have so much power. Help them as they gain knowledge this year, as they go back to school, or maybe they get taught in their home. And let your book, that we won't judge by its cover, be thy word that's the light unto their feet and eliminates their path. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus, his son, who taught us to say when we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth that is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy am the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In the tag. Tag. <laughs> I think the youth are regretting not going up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This morning's scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to, to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it is said, 
When he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful shaming and scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you please pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The book of Ephesians is one of my favorite books of the Bible because Ephesians tells us why we matter and it tells us why how we live our lives every day matters. It's encouraging, it's challenging, and it's practical. Ephesians is a book with two sections. The first section tells us who we are in Christ. So the first three chapters tell us that in Christ, we are, we are free from sin. We are holy. And because of that, we are called to live a life that is holy. We are called to live a life that reflects the glory of God. So the first three chapters is who we are in Christ. The next three, the next section is how we are going to live out who we are in Christ every day. Sorry. So Paul starts off this section, therefore I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling which you have received. Live a life worthy of being called holy. Live a life worthy of of showing someone who God is. Now, Paul writes that to live this life, we are called to live with humility, with gentleness, with patience, and bearing with one another in love. 
So we live with humility, meaning we aren't arrogant in our identity as Christians. We don't think of ourselves as better than anyone else who is not yet in Christ. We also recognize that compared to what Christ has done, that we have nothing to brag about. But because God has declared us worthy, all we have to brag about is God's extravagant love and grace. We live with gentleness, meaning we aren't harsh to others. Meaning we try to treat others as Christ would treat them. So the hard part here is not making our actions and words a reaction to someone else's actions and words to us. We live with patience. And this isn't patience behind a slow driver because I I would fail with that. Um, But this type of patience is one that endures. It is a patience that does not admit defeat. This is a patience that says, I am broken, I am sinful, but I will not be overcome by sin. I will not be overcome by brokenness. I instead am going to put my hope and my trust in the one who is above all. And with Christ, I will never be on the losing side. That is patience. We live seeking to bear with one another in love. Meaning that we, we seek someone's highest good. Even those we don't like and those who don't like us. We seek their highest good. Because more than anything, we want everyone to know the heights and depths and breadth of God's love for each person. So all of this is a tall order. It's a huge responsibility. Because what about when I screw up? Because all of us are going to screw up numerous times. It's a fact. What do I do then? Because all of us in this room are trying to learn what it means to live a holy life. We are all learning what it means to live as a Christian every day. Because what does it mean to be a Christian when we're pushed to our limits? What does it mean to be a Christian when there aren't enough hours in the day? What does it mean to be a Christian when you're in a place and a situation where it's not acceptable to treat someone else as your equal or to treat someone else with loving kindness? What does this mean? 
God has given us the church for a reason. And the church isn't the building. The church is never a building. The church is defined as a called out people. The church is the people. It is us. God has given us each other because there is importance in us being able to come together and to figure out what it means, what it looks like to be a Christian. Andy Stoddard and I believe in the power of we, as our Bishop James Swanson likes to put it. There is a power when Christians come together in our brokenness. When we come together and learn about God together. When we come together and admit where we've messed up where we have questions. That's where there's power. There's a reason, or that's the reason why at St. Matthew's we offer classes for all age groups on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. A chance for us to read the Bible together, to say what this verse means for each of us, because it could very well be different for each of us and still all be true. It's how is God speaking to each of us in these verses at this time in our lives? It's the power of coming together and being able to look one another in the eye, to reach out when we don't feel like we can keep going. The power of being disciples together. That's why Jesus called those 12 disciples together. was because he knew that they needed each other. That it was about teamwork. This is also why St. Matthew's has various service opportunities. Because serving together... Serving as a body will leave an impact on your life. And it will impact others. And it's also why St. Matthew's has a strong prayer ministry. Because we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in people bringing their joys and their hurts and their concerns together and collectively raising them to God in prayer. Paul says in this letter that we are called to exist for the glory of God. We is a collective. We are called to exist for the glory of God. We are called to be the church together to seek to do this together. I am a huge fan of the Harry Potter series. Yeah, it's great. Um, And one of my favorite things about this series is that Harry is the main character, 
but he could never do anything in any of the books or movies on his own. He had some of the talents. He had some of the resources. He was the chosen one. But he needed his friends. He needed his peers. He needed those younger than him. He needed his, the adults around him. He needed this huge support system. Because it wasn't one person who defeated Voldemort. It was all these people working together. Each of them in their own way. There was Hermione with the book Knowledge. There was Neville who stumbled along, but stood, stood true to who he was inside. He was willing to stand up to his friends when he thought that they had overstepped a boundary. He was willing to step forward in the final movie and book when no one else would. He, he found that courage. Each person in the books and movies played a part. They all needed each other. And even when it seemed like, like in the final book, when Ron and Hermione and Harry got into a disagreement and Ron left. And they were in contact with anyone at Hogwarts. Surely this was the end. But Ron returned because he knew the strength that they had together. And when they returned to Hogwarts, they found their friends waiting for them, having prepared. They all worked together. They all grew together. They challenged each other. They supported each other. They believed in each other, maybe when they didn't believe in themselves. So that's, St. Matthews, that's why we're here this morning. Because we need each other. Because to live a life worthy of the calling which we have received, none of us can do it on our own. But we have each other. We have those in the 830 service. We have those who are in the sanctuary right now. We have those who are finishing up their summer vacations. We have each other to grow together in Christ. Because God has work to do. God has a plan for the redemption of this world, and it is the church. It is us, Christ, and fleshed on this earth. So may we not turn away from each other when the road gets dark, but may we find strength in our unity so that we may all together learn to live with humility, to live with gentleness, to live with patience, to live in love. And together, we will lead and we will live that life that is worthy. Will you please pray with me? Lord, 
Sometimes we are unsure of our ways. But help us to trust in you. Help us to trust that you know what you were doing when you pulled us together into this place, into this church. Bind us together so that your name may be praised, so that your love may be made known. Amen. Christ invites all of us to this table. As a sign of that invitation, we welcome one another just as we are. We recognize our desire to love God with all we are and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We also come with the knowledge that we're not right as individuals and as a community. The good news is that no matter how we come, Christ is waiting for us. Therefore, Let us confess our sins in our hearts before the Lord now. Lord, we are broken. We have ignored you. We have not done your will. But in you is forgiveness. Therefore, I can say with assurance now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Glory to God. Almighty God, you created us to enjoy your fellowship. And even when we turn away and our love failed, your love was true. In the fullness of time, you gave the world your only son. You anointed him by your spirit to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, 
to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce salvation to the nations. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with people just like us. By his suffering and death, his resurrection and ascension, he opened to us the way to heaven. He promised to be with us always in the power of your word and the presence of your spirit. So we come this morning with hearts that are full of your grace. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus sat around a table with his disciples, with his friends. He took the bread, gave thanks to you. God broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we together feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. If those who are helping would first come forward to be served, or those who are in the band, and and then all can come forward as you are ready. This table does not belong to St. Matthew's. It does not belong to any of us. The table is the Lord's, and all are welcome at this table. When the music fades and all is 
left away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's the word that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things are filled you're looking into my heart and I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus.
that I face Stronger than the power of the grave Constant in the trial and the change This one thing remains And this one you all can take a seat for now. We have a special moment 
Misty would like to reaffirm her baptism in the presence of her church community. So sisters and brothers in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Today, through the reaffirmation of her faith, Misty is renewing the covenant made at her baptism, acknowledging what God is doing for her and affirming her commitment to Christ's holy church. So Misty, do you commit to turning away from the powers of sin and death, accepting the freedom and power God has given you? If so, say, I will. Misty, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior and promise to serve him? If so, say, I will. will. Church family, will you support Misty with your prayers and your presence so that she may walk firm in her faith? If so, say, we will. will. Misty, when nothing existed but chaos in the world, it was for you that God brought forth light. When his people were slaves in Egypt, it was for you that he brought them to the promised land. It was for you, Misty, that God came in human flesh, walked this earth and died on a cross. And it was for you, Misty, that God raised Jesus from the dead so that you might live with God forever. Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in all of our baptisms. For you have washed away our sins, and you have clothed us with righteousness through our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Misty, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, that in this reaffirmation of your baptism, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. And all God's people said, Amen. May this day, may we go forward, all of us reaffirmed that God will never leave us or forsake us, but that God has given us each other to live a life worthy of the calling which we have received. Will you please stand? And as you head out, I invite you to dip your hands in the water from the bowl in the baptismal font from the sanctuary. If you would like to, that's, it's offered up to you. Or if you would like to finish eating the elements, because once they're consecrated, they have to be consumed. I think the youth are happy. So go forward until we come back together again. Strengthened that 
by the knowledge that God has not left you alone, that nothing is impossible with God, and that no matter what you go through in life, you have your church family. So go forth and show the world who God is. Amen. Hold it together with no prayer to pray and no song left to sing.